This is a download from the Wireless Theatre Company. Maggie? Where are the kids? They're with PC Blake. She's upstairs, pretty bad this time. She won't let us near her. Uh, watch yourself, he's I'll coming through. I'll kill you! I'll kill you! You know that, Karen? I'll kill you! My mum's gonna take the kids, she take them off yours! She's coming, I called her, she's coming! She'll get the kids, you'll end up Mitchell. on your own! And you can get out, you put your nose in our affairs, you social hippie bitch! <laughs> Karen? Karen, can you hear me? Stephanie and Darren are fine. Are you listening to me? You're safe. I'm going to turn the light on now. Okay? Don't. Let's see. Couldn't stop him. Can't never do nothing to stop him. It's okay, Karen. We're going to take care of that now. I can't stop it. They're so tiny. Where are they? Where are they, eh? Stephanie? They're Darren. with PC Blake. They're sleeping. Blake? The fat one? Yeah. Okay. Now that eye. Let's get you a flannel. Under the sink. Behind the Vicks. Here we go. What a pretty colour. Let's get this cleaned up. They can sleep for anything, them two. Darren can sleep anywhere, Stephanie too, pair of them. This is a bit cold. They've grown. Every time I come here, I can't believe how much they've grown. Darren's walking now, and Stephanie. She's... she's integrated. You've a lot to be proud of. You've made things easy for her. Oh, hold still. Oh, Careful now. I want to leave. Really? Mm -hmm. I can't do this anymore. I can't do it. How does it work? Well, we put you in temporary accommodation for a few weeks until we find you something more permanent and we find you a home. All of your own, for you and the children, all of you together. And it's as simple as that. You need to make a statement, then we can start the rehousing process. Oh, I don't want to press charges. Karen, it's not going to be easy. But I'll be with you every step. That's better. Let's get some ice on it. Any other bruises or cuts? Nah. Now, let's get some shoes on and we'll pack a bag. Just enough clothes for you and the children for a few nights. Underwear, toothbrush, towels, any little trinkets. 
Do you think you can do that? Mm-hmm. Suitcase? On top of the wardrobe. Good job I'm tall. Here we go. Well, Karen, I'm sorry. I'll clear that up. He'll kill me. He won't kill you. It's going to be all right. Really. It's going to be fine. It's 2010. I first visited the market estate nine years ago, in 2001. I needed to meet my family. I wasn't searching for myself. I, well, I thought I knew who I was. Jasmine, aged 19, film student, brought up in Coventry by my mum, Julie, and my stepdad, Peter. I liked The Gorillas, Destiny's Child and The Verve and I had just discovered Falafel. I still like Falafel and I am a fan of Beyonce. There was this air of sadness when I first arrived, of neglect. It was broken. Dirty walls, smashed windows. Some of the residents had made an effort with a hanging basket or roses but... And it's not kind to say this, but I'm trying to paint you a picture. The flowers looked pitiful against this backdrop of graffiti and grime. And not cool graffiti, no potential Banksies, just aggressive tags. Crocky crew or call Lisa for pussy. The worst of it just painted over in the wrong coloured paint. A half-arsed attempt to hide the deprivation. Gran threw away her window box shortly after I met her. The flowers had been stolen. She'd replaced them twice. She said she couldn't do it a third time. Said it made her sad. Reminded her that no one was coming to help. Said she couldn't refurbish the estate on her own. This isn't really my story. And I don't know if it's the story of a place or a person. The estate or my gran but it's the story of a place in time, and someone should tell it. Hello, Mr Punch. Hello, Mrs Judy. Hello, Mr Crocodile. Hello, Mr Punch. Hello, Mrs Judy. Maggie, sorry. We're just taking the rubbish round. I can smell it. I can smell it, Mum. Smell what? The smell-o-vision. <laughs> you laugh, but she's been smelling that screen since yesterday morning. Didn't have the art to tell it's an April Fool's. <laughs> Stephanie, sweetheart, it don't smell yet. It was a joke. The man, right, on the telly was making it up. I have to admit, I fell for it. Rubbing the screen for ages to get a whiff of coffee. Oh, fools, both of you. You wanted to talk to me? Uh, yeah, not, not here. Let's go and put the kettle on. I want to go back home. We've gone over this? No, no. 
You've told me what you think. One bedroom just ain't enough. Right, there's mould in the bathroom. It's cold in it. It's freezing. We can't take our coats off. Karen, it's temporary. Darren seems to be getting on well. Yeah, well, you don't see the half of it. He misses his dad, yeah? He ain't slept for three nights. He's sick. What about Stephanie? How How's she getting on? Yeah. Yeah, she's all right. Karen. Stephanie said that Mitchell's been round. <laughs> Little bitch. She said he's been here every night, knocking on the door. Has Mitchell been threatening you? He's sorry. Karen, he broke your jaw. He broke three of your ribs. I, I, I can deal with him. Karen, you need to think. No, I'm going back, Maggie. Spellivision. Stephanie, I'm talking to Mummy. Darren smells. Oh, oh, Darren, for Christ's sake. I can't do it. It's temporary. It'll get easier. It's been four months. Smelly. Ugh. Karen, you have to be very sure before you take the kids. Oh, it is changing. Darren, come here. Needs to add hot water. That's a pretty jumper, Stephanie. It's from my grandma, Casey. She said it's pink. It is. Can I sit on the sofa with you? Mm. Thank you. You must be looking forward to going home. No? You don't want to go home? Mm. Don't you miss your dad and Grandma Casey? It's best I don't go back. I'll break things and Dad shouts, so it's best I don't go back. We all get told off for breaking things. I break things all the time. Who tells you off? Oh, lots of people. My husband. I'm pretty clumsy, really. Does he hit you? No, Stephanie. Does your daddy hit you? Sometimes. <laughs> oh, Stephanie. Hi. What's going on? For God's sake, Stephanie! I'm sorry. No, it's all right, sweetheart. Karen. What's happened? Karen, I need... No, what have you done? What's she crying for? It's not a game, you know. I can't do this on my own. Karen. I've got a blind daughter, a toddler, and I've got a baby on the way. I don't have, right, a heart surgeon husband at home fixing up things for me. I can't do this without Mitchell. I miss him. I don't have no one to put up shelves or, or give me a hug, you know, or get away from the kids for five minutes. Karen. I want to go home. Karen. Nah, you can piss off. Piss off back, back, to, back to Clapham and your garden and your holidays abroad. <laughs> you don't come here yet and upset my kids. Don't you come near me. Go and get out. Karen. Stephanie was just telling me something. Get out. I want you to sit down. D Darren's on the floor in the bathroom. He's OK. Stephanie, why don't you sit on Mum's lap? Stephanie, what were you just telling me? There's nothing to be scared of. Your mum's not going to shout. Are you, Karen? You're scaring me. What's just happened? Hey. Hmm? <laughs> 
Come on, sweetheart, come here. Stephanie's just been telling me she doesn't want to go back home. What do you mean? Why? Why not? Stephanie was telling me that Mitchell hits her. I'm sorry, Mum. I can't go back, can I? I don't think you can. I can't go back. Shh. Shh. It's going to be okay. It's, it's like the future. Gran said it was like no one was there. As if they were the only people on the planet. And I've imagined them. Gran, Stephanie, Darren. Darren asleep in his pushchair and Gran and Stephanie standing hand in hand. Like miniature figures on a movie set. Mike TV. A red suitcase and a plastic shopping bag. I remember turning up and feeling the same, as if it had been passed down to me through my jeans, sweat on my palms and my heart beating in my ears. The market estate. The newest estate in Europe. And I'm looking down at them from a crane and they're tiny. The sun appears gorgeous blue sky and a light, perfect breeze. Sit on that bench, Gran. Put your bags down. Take a breath. Look at the clock tower and take a moment to realise that life's moved on. Uh, Looks like the future here. What do you mean? The future. All uh, shiny. New. I don't know what you mean. It looks like the future. Go on, Karen. I told her. What am I supposed to say? How do you explain to a six-year-old what the future looks like? She can't see. She don't know what the past looks like. Try. It's her new home. She wants to know where she is. <sighs> um, it's all um, concrete. Like... space? Go on. The flat. Uh, It's tall. Taller than me? Yes. There are five floors, like five houses on top of each another, and balconies, like uh, little tiny gardens in the air, and clean. It's tall and clean like Sanex soap. Go and explore. I'll wait with Darren. Go and look round. Oh, come on, Stephanie. Give me your hand. <sighs> We're going to get to know this place in no time. Right, this is a balustrade, um, a banister, yeah? Feel it, Steph. Hmm? It's cold, see? You can feel the cold metal. And we live on the first floor. So, six steps up and six more. Oh, and right, and one, and two, (laughs) three, four, five, six, B, 
big, big giant big. steps. Seven, eight, nine, and home sweet home. <laughs> No. Oh. No. No. It was Gran's first night in the flat. The beds had been made and Maggie had bought some chrysanthemums to brighten the place up. Pans would have been more use, or food. But it was home. Emergency services, ambulance, police or fire? Ambulance, please. My waters are just broke. Can I have a name and address, love? Uh, I'm bleeding. I'm, I'm not due. I'm not due yet. What's your address, love? Uh, Market Estate. It's the second block, yeah? I can't remember the number. Um, first floor, turn right, nine steps. Ah, uh, oh, there's the flat on the end. And your name? Karen. Karen Frost. Are you on your own, Karen? Yes. No, no, I'm with my children. Um, Darren, Stephanie. I thought it was a false alarm. The baby was kick. It was kicking. We'll get an ambulance out as soon as we can. And as Gran waited, she watched them sleep, her sleeping bundles. Hmm. You know I love you more than the than the earth. More than space. Them men floating through the air, looking down on us, they can't know how much that I love you. They've got no idea. They must miss their families, miss home. We're going to be happy here, I can feel it. Wakey, wakey. Up you get. Lamps going on. We're going in an ambulance. Mummy? Mummy's fine. She's having a baby. A new baby for our new home. She's having a baby. And she was born. Three weeks premature. Right there in the fresh sheets of a newly made bed. She was a tiny baby. With a furrowed brow. Intense and serious. And the four of them lay bundled in their covers, waiting for help to arrive. My babies. Daddy. No, sweetheart. No, it's just children. I'll look after you all. Stephanie, Darren. And here's Julie, your little sister. We're going to be happy here. It's all going to be okay. little girl. Dance with me, be dance with me. Mum, stop <laughs> it. Oh, come on, girl. There's light in. Don't look, it's private. Ooh. Morning, Candace. Darren, will you take the batch of cakes out? Then I want you to go and fix that shelf in your room. I put super glue by your door. Yeah. Stephanie at the bathroom? She came home last night then. Yes, she did. The wanderer returns. Julie, no, you're not wearing that. 
like stepped out the sound of music. I like it. Well, today's not about you and what you want. Aiden's coming round to change. Aiden? Morning, love. Mum's boyfriend, Stephanie. If you've been home in the past three months, you know all about him. All right, Julie, she's here now. Where's your green puffball? It's too small. You getting fat, Julie? You sound fat. Yeah, well, you look like a crack addict, but I keep my thoughts to myself. Julie, enough. Go change. All right. You're right, Steph, love. I'm fine. Oh, I'm glad you're home. Come and taste this icing. What? The icing for the cakes. Tastes funny. Tastes of food colouring. It's blue. What about this one? Red. And this one? White. They all taste the same, Mum. Yes, but do they taste nice? Red, white and blue. Match the bunting, you see. I'm going to put some makeup on. Oh, I've got this new lippy on the dresser next to the jewellery box if you fancy something bright. Darren, shelf. I'm going. Then I'm going to meet Dean. Oh, no, you're not. We're watching this together. They're having a street party down at Vicky Park. I'll do that shelf. Shwish! Come in, love. Ooh, that's a, quite, a, quite a suit you're wearing. It's a traditional wedding suit. Ooh, very uh, festive. <laughs> How's your mum's curry getting on? Very well, Mrs Frost. Oh, come in the kitchen, love. Julie won't be long. She's just changing. Last batch. Oh, you can lick the bowl when I'm done. So, excited. Your first royal wedding. Very much so. Mm. I wonder what she'll be wearing. I imagine the gown will be spectacular. Mm, yeah, fairy tale. Lucky for some, eh? Here, lick the spoon. Mum, where do you want that? Oh, hello, Darren. I'm going. Darren. See you later. Darren, we're watching this like a family. Yeah, well, some people ain't family. Shuresh, love. Delicious. This cake mix is absolutely delicious. Mm. What a job getting all those yards of soap. And what a dream she looks. What a dream she looks. There is a bride any man would be happy to see coming down the aisle towards him. The dress is made of yards of ivory pure silk taffeta. It has... Julie, Shiresh, you two next. Oh, don't they look sweet? All right, a bit closer, Shiresh. Chapatis. Mum! <laughs> what? Sense of humour bypass, Julie. Don't mind, do you, Shiresh? Not at all, Mrs Frost. Just say cheese. Ready? One, two, three! Chapatis! <laughs> <laughs> Steph, Aidan, come on, you two now. <laughs> oh, I think I got your shoes, I think. That's a nice camera, Mrs Frost. Come on, smile, everyone, smile. Last one, ready? Perfect. That's it, we're done. Aidan, where are the ciggies? <laughs> Fancy wearing a dress like that. The train. I know, longer than the Orient Express. <laughs> Plonker. <laughs> <laughs> oh, she looked beautiful. I'm going to dream about that dress. I can't believe she got his name wrong. No. Will you, Philip Charlie? What's your name? Sorry, uh, take me. <laughs> <laughs> mm. Hey, Karen. Yes, Aidan. Isn't this nice? Mm. Yeah, it's 
It's lovely. On a balcony. Yeah. Beautiful summer's day. Yeah. Having a laugh. Well, when I was thinking. Yes. Fancy a dirty weekend in Bournemouth? <laughs> yes. Yes, I do. Oh, well, I booked a room weekend after next. Thought I'd take you to a pokey hotel by the sea with a small dark room and a bad view where I can roger you silly. <laughs> <laughs> You're all right, Karen Frost. Mm. You're not so bad yourself. Come here. Julie. Julie. Stephanie might come in. She's in the bathroom. Suresh? How do you feel about me? I think you're magnificent. What? That's a funny word. Magnificent? Yeah, like the Magnificent Seven. Diana's dress was magnificent. The Taj Mahal is magnificent. I want to know how you feel about me. You don't feel a person is magnificent, Suresh. No. Prince Charles probably thinks Diana's magnificent. I feel much more than that. You're right. I have a gift for you. For me? Give me your wrist. They're beautiful. In a Sikh wedding, the bride gets bangles. Magnificent red and white bangles with ornaments of gold and silver. I thought it was fitting. Suresh, are you proposing to me? I don't think so. I don't know. I, well, what if I am? You don't want me to? No, it's just... Well, well, you still haven't told me how you feel about me. I felt that I wanted to give you these bangles. That was something I wanted to do. Maybe to show you that I do think of you. I, that I, I do feel for you. Oh, no, uh, that wasn't enough. You're not smiling yet. Oh, I need some other words. Words a writer would want to hear. Um, I feel... You don't that... have to. It's not a test. <sighs> well, that's a good thing. I, I'm, I'm not so good at tests. You're straight A. Well, yes, that kind. But I, I'm not good at the common sense kind. I just failed my driving test. You were 17 three weeks ago and you had four lessons. Well, yes, but I'm usually so good at tests. <laughs> You're funny, you know. You make me laugh. Well, that can only be a very good thing, I think. What well, is a good thing? Julie, you know one thing is sure. I will love you forever. One day will you take me away from here? Of course. I think that loving you is a common sense thing that I will be good at. I will be good at that and at lawyering. I'm going to be the utmost lawyer in the country and I will take you away. We're going to travel the world fighting injustice and, and bringing about peace. And you're going to write novels for all to read. Novels that will be translated into a hundred languages that will inspire and entertain people and, and we will have beautiful babies and, and maybe buy a Mercedes. <laughs> a Mercedes? I've always wanted a Mercedes. Are you with me? I'm with you. Come here. Magnificent. Stephanie, can I ask you a question? Depends on the question. Who's the worst person you've ever had to sleep with? Uh, well, I, I mean, I, 
Have you ever been held at knife point when oh. you've been, you know? I th- so your book is um, it's about a hooker, is it? Let me guess. A gorgeous man saves her. Read me the first few lines. Go on. You'll laugh. No. Go on. Crimson Night by Julie Frost. It was a dark night. The slate sky was hanging heavy on Stella. A gruff call came from below. He's ready for you. Get down here. Stella wiped away a tear as she braced herself for what would surely be another night in a stranger's grotesque embrace. Stella, eh? What a slag. Steph, you promised. Sorry, sorry. Carry on. His pockmarked face cracked into a grimacing smile and his disfiguring scar cut down his face, leading a path towards his hairy, bear-like neck. When does Prince Charming turn up on his white horse? Stephanie! They're not all monsters, you know. Most of them are plumbers called Aiden. What? Well, not Aiden, Aiden. He's more of a single mum kind of guy. I knew you didn't like him. Don't be a flid. I don't know him. It's just he thinks he's very funny. Well, Mum likes him, so you don't have to find him funny. He's a knob. Nice to finally meet you, Stephanie. I'm blind, you dickhead, not stupid. <laughs> so, do you like the book? It's great, Jules. How's it going with your clever little packy? Love's young dream. Don't call him that. I expect that from Darren, not you. I don't have a problem with Suresh, but... You're being a dipstick thinking Darren's going to be his mate. Well, he could at least be in the same room with him without looking at Suresh like like he's something scraped off the bottom of his shoe. Packy's a packy as far as Darren's concerned. Stop calling him that. That's what he is. You shouldn't get in the middle. You're doing well, Jules. Much better than me and Darren. Being with Suresh is only going to cause you grief. I'd never give up Suresh. He's the only good thing I have. All right, none of my business. Why can't you just be happy for me? If you really like him, then you should get out of here. You know that. You're not stupid. Disappearance is your party trick, not mine. I need a wee. It's good to know. Get that, will ya? Hello? Steph? Steph? You sound pissed. Steph, listen to me. I've only got 10p on my phone card. I need you to do me a favour. I need some money. You've got some money, right? I need some money. I need some money. I need you to let me in my room. Steph, are you listening? I'm coming up. Is Julie there? Yeah. Can she hear you? No, she's in the... Shut up. Listen, sorry. Please, please don't tell her it's me. Open the window in my room. I'll climb through. Please, Steph. Don't say anything. Don't say... I need to get out of here. Where's my top? Darren? Darren, what are you shouting at? Darren, what's happened? Oh, God. Look, I'll call an ambulance. I'm all right. Darren? You're bleeding. Don't touch me. I'm fine. Where does it hurt? 
Julie, I'm fine. Who you been after this time? Stephanie, he's hurt. Go on. Stephanie! Julie, leave it. No! She comes back here after months, sleeping with whoever wants to pay a blind crack addict for sex and ruins everything. She comes in here and criticises us. You're here, Darren. You're helping. I'm not. Ask him where the blood's from, Julie. Who have you and your mates been bashing up this time? Go on, ask him. No! They fight coloured people, Julie, him and his mates. Which boys from Brixton have you been bashing up tonight? Or was it Southall boys? Or was it little boys from Ashley? Shut up! Julie, go. You're vindictive, you know that. You're a vindictive bitch. Leave, Julie. Stop it. I don't believe her, Darren. You're a liar. We all know it. She's always lied and manipulated people to get what she wants. Darren, you need to wash yourself. Come on. Julie. Let me put that shirt in the wash before Mum gets in. They stabbed a black boy once. Did you know that? Everyone round here knows it. Stop it! After the riots, they tied a boy up at Hollier's garage for five days and beat him. But it doesn't matter, cos he comes home at night and puts shelves up. Who was it tonight? Who was it? Darren, don't listen to her. Who was it? Darren, come on. Who was it? I didn't mean to. They made me. I didn't mean to. I didn't want to. He was asking for it. What? I kept telling him not to come here. I couldn't be in the same room as him. I told him, I told him to leave you alone. It was, it's when they mix. It's when people mix. Darren. I need some money. I need some money. I need to leave. Do you have any money or not? Suresh. Do you have any or not? I need to go. There's a ton in a shoebox under my bed. Darren. I told him to leave you alone. Under the bed. I told him. Oh, my night. What? Oh, God. Oh, Suresh. Suresh, you were going to take me away from here, look after me, and is he okay? I don't know. I'm going. He was going to take me away from here, in his car, and... Julie. Take me away from here. I'm home. Shit. Don't say anything. Go. What are you doing in the dark? Darren, go. Oh, what's going on? <laughs> Julie, why are you crying? Why is Julie crying? Can someone tell me why Julie's crying? Go. Julie. I'm pregnant, Mum. I'm pregnant. Has the jury reached their verdict? Yes, Your Honour. In the case of the Crown versus Darren Frost on the charge of murder, do you find the defendant guilty or not guilty? Guilty, Your Honour. It was as if no one was there. I was the only person on the planet. New Year's Day, 2001. I stood in front of a map, a twisted metal billboard covered in grime. A barrier, some steps, a broken door leaning precariously in a hallway, 
and through to a courtyard for cars and weeds. Welcome. I could see where I was heading. Flat 27, first floor, the orange curtains were flapping in the breeze. I could see where it all happened, where my mum lived, and I could see why she left, trapped in a kaleidoscope of grey. And I missed her. It hurt my heart. I missed my mum. I wanted her to hold my hand and sit with me, then walk me up the stairs and tell me it was going to be all right. I wanted her to talk to me about the future, tell me about the clock tower, to tell me a story. A a catch in my throat and air, air and saliva washing around my mouth and tears prickling behind my eyes. Why was I here on my own? Where's my mum? Where's my mum? You got a light, love? No, I'm sorry. No. And maybe I did want to belong. I thought I should tell you. No, no, no. Julie. She died last spring. Oh, Julie. It was a beautiful day, really bright and warm. I don't know why I told you that. Oh. Shouldn't outlive your children. I I shouldn't have come. I I don't know what I'm doing. Sorry. Sorry, it, it was... It was nice to meet you. I thought you should know. Thank you. Uh, Jasmine, isn't it? Yes. It's a pretty name. Your granda was called Jasmine on, on your dad's side. I know. I should go. Jasmine, would you like to stay for a cup of tea uh, or a glass of juice? I've got some fresh juice or mint tea, if you like. I'm growing some mint in the window box. We have a cup. Please stay. That would be lovely. Gosh, I, uh... Don't know where to begin. How old are you, Jasmine? Nineteen. Mm. <laughs> My mum passed away when I was nineteen. It's hard, you know, doing things alone. <laughs> oh, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Oh, you must miss her, I, I know. You're like her. It didn't cross my mind that you might be like her. You're much nicer than I thought you'd be. Mum, Mum was always so angry about you all, so I didn't ask her. I never brought you up. I, <laughs> I didn't think that you might be like her. Do you want a tissue? Hmm? <laughs> Was she happy? Yes. What did she tell you about us? Oh, just the facts. <laughs> so you know about your dad? Yeah. And Stephanie? Yes. And she told you everything? I read this book that she wrote. It was... A kind of diary. 
I found it when I was about 10, I think. And after she told me off and shouted, she told me everything. You know, why I didn't look like my dad, who I was, who who Stella was. <laughs> and what the word hooker meant. Oh, <laughs> sorry. No, it's OK. Uh, it's a hard time, you know. It's It's hard for all of us. Do you blame anyone? Blame? For what happened to you all? Don't know. I... I don't know that I've thought about that. I'd blame someone. I blame this place. Never felt like home right from the start. Mm-hmm. Like another world, like a like a space station, and then as time went on, it turned into an abandoned debris. And we needed somewhere proper to live, with roads and pavements and green for the kids to play on. You know they're wanting to knock down the clock tower. You know, Jim Burrows, he saved it, fought for it. No soul. This place is built without a soul. And we met more, me and my nan. She showed me photos of the family. Photos of a day in 1981 when everything changed. She gave me a beautiful picture of my mum and Suresh. Framed it for me. Mum in a green puffball skirt and my dad dressed up like an Indian soldier in his suit of burgundy and gold brocade. My mum just hiding his hand in hers behind the swell of the fabric. Star-crossed lovers, captured in time. We talked about the past and the future. I took her to Brighton for the weekend for her birthday. She never did go to Bournemouth. Aidan didn't last it through the trial. And I went to Stephanie's new house, a little ground floor flat that she shared with a girl she met on a retreat. I knew as soon as I opened the door, you know. You look like your dad. You've got the same furrow, though, as your mum that she used to have. She was so serious, such a clever girl. Then one day when I felt ready, I met Darren. He'd served nearly 17 years at Her Majesty's pleasure. Turns out he was released on my 16th birthday. I didn't want to meet him. I didn't know how I was supposed to feel. Mum had remained angry all those years, but I didn't have the energy. It didn't feel like my tragedy, and I couldn't hold on to it like it was. He was sorry. I studied and graduated and started working as an editor and Karen met a man called Bill. They've been dating ever since. We never really talked, me and Darren, until we talked about this place. Gran had a fall and we both went to see her and we talked about the estate. In 2003, we joined a fight to get the market estate rebuilt. Proper homes with roads and pavements and we fought to get it done. We fought for seven years, and here we are. The market estate will be no more. A name shrouded in sadness and neglect. It has its own Wikipedia page. It has an art exhibition and a radio show. People might talk about the market estate in years to come. They might learn from it. Maybe they will, maybe they won't. 
Maybe it will remain as a passing thought from a resident or a smile at the prettiest clock tower in London. Thanks for coming, Jasmine. I'm so glad you come. Darren, move that box into the bedroom for Nan. Got it. Can you grab that case? How are the twins? They're walking now. Amazing. They were asking after you. This case is so pretty. It's a wedding present. Gorgeous red. Like it's out of a museum and these clasps are gorgeous. Yeah, don't shut though. Never have. <laughs> oh, balls. <laughs> <laughs> I moved in with that suitcase. One suitcase and a shopping bag. Stephanie! Now, I know I ain't no use, but I've come to help you unpack. I bought you flowers. Get rid of that new carpet smell. I like the new carpet smell. This place feels homely. Home sweet home. It's perfect. They're knocking down the flats in a minute. You want to go and see? We should go and take a picture all out front. I don't know if we want one. Oh, Darren... No, maybe he's right. It's done, isn't it? It's over. And it's been a fight to get it over with. So maybe we don't need a photo to remind us. Hmm. You can't forget what's been. I don't suppose you can. We should do a photo in here, then. I'll take it. Go on, Mum, you get in. I'll do it. No, don't be silly. All you girls in. I'll put it on timer. You ready? All uh, huddle against that window there. There's a, there's a good light. Yeah, a good light. Are you mocking me? No, no, I can feel it, actually. The sun through the glass. Warm for the first time in ages. Marlena thinks spring's coming. The twins are already making cotton wool bunny rabbits at school. Oh, spring, I love spring. You ready? Mm-hmm. Yep. Ready, set, in two, oh, three, two, two one. one, smile. Town was created for the Market Estate Project 2010 by Michelle Bonnard and Caroline Pierce. It was written by Michelle Bonnard. The part of Karen was played by Kelly Shirley, Maggie by Martha Swan, Stephanie and Passerby by Rachel Chisholm, Julie by Caroline Martin, and Jasmine and Foreman by Michelle Bonnard. The parts of Mitchell, Aidan and Suresh were played by Alan Pierce, and Darren, PC and Judge were played by Justin Mitchell-Davey. It was directed by Hannah Eidenau and it was produced by Marielle Ranaker Temple in association with the Wireless Theatre Company. Karenstown was edited by Lester Barry. It was recorded at Bonafide Studio, engineered by Brian Bogdanovich. Mm-hmm.